Saints fans, Pelicans fans, let's go. This is the Black and Blue Report. Black. Bree is going to go deep. He's got ground. Touchdown. Blue. Down the lane. Shoots. No. Tip follow in for Davis with three tenths of a second left. Welcome into the podcast for the fans, straight from the teams they love. It's good to see you guys, and uh, I didn't know we had Studio B here in our facility. Good setup. Now that I know where your guys' little office is, I can pop in here whenever I want. Well, we're playing through AD, and so everybody's going to have to adjust to that. Coaches, players, analysts, celebrities, and more. That guy's Anthony Mackie. I've gotten in many of our arguments about the Pelicans and the Saints uh, over the years. Harry County Jr. joins us here on the Black and Blue Report. Undoubtedly, to me, the Saints are the singular reason that New Orleans is back on the map. Hoda Kotb from the Today Show on NBC, our guest. You know, New Orleans gets in your blood. The Saints never leave it once they get in there. This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio. Wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Welcome to the program. Welcome to Studio B here on Airline Drive. Welcome into the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. I'm Sean Kelly. Glad to have you along here on this Thursday. Daniel Salerson, our producer, is with us as well. And uh, we're ready to go. Uh, a new day and a uh, new conversation, of course, surrounding the Saints and the Pelicans. We enjoyed the baseball again last night, or at least we enjoyed a little bit of it. Kind of a blowout situation, but I love the urgency of these play-in wildcard games. And there's been a lot of folks, and I'm a baseball purist, so I kind of sympathize a little bit with the baseball purists that say these wildcard play-in type deals maybe should just be a best of three, like a weekend series type deal. Um, but... I love the urgency of it. I think it's great for baseball. And uh, maybe uh, you should have done a little bit better in the regular season. You had 162 games to keep yourself out of a play-in situation. And I think this is an advantage for the division winners in that the wildcard teams have to use their ace in this play-in game. So I think all is well with regard to this baseball format. That's just me on my soapbox for just a moment. Um, With that being said, uh, we'll look forward to now uh, baseball, basketball, and football this weekend uh, in true October fashion. So it is one of my favorite months of the year and certainly looking forward to all that's going on, especially with the Pelicans kicking off their preseason this weekend. They'll do so at Louisville, Kentucky on Saturday night. They'll play in Atlanta on Monday night and finish up the uh, road trip at Jacksonville uh, next Wednesday. That's the first. Those are the first three games of the seven-game preseason for the Pelicans. And, of course, the Saints looking to get back on track will host the Buccaneers on Sunday at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome, this all in front of the bye week. And uh, I do have something to tell you about tickets. That apparently, and I just found this out, that I've been telling you a little bit you know, over the last week or so that there are some tickets available for Sunday's game against the Bucks, uh, And that, I think, remains in effect here on this Thursday. So I think if you give the Saints ticket office a call or stop by here on Airline Drive, uh, you'll be able to get in for the Sunday game and uh, great weather this weekend, by the way. So maybe you just make it a tailgate experience on top of everything else over there at uh, the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. And on the Pelican side, I also learned last night, I did not know this, there are still some tickets left for opening night against the Magic on the 28th 
and then a few less tickets available for the second home game, which I think is November the 1st, Daniel, yep, against the Dallas Mavericks. That's going to be a big night uh, at the Smoothie King Center. So looking forward to all of that. We've got a good show for you today. Of course, it's Thursday, so we're going to visit with The Voice. Jim Henderson, The Voice of the Saints, is our first guest today on the podcast. And then we'll, uh, we'll talk to one of our favorites, Zach Streif. Caught up with him in the Saints locker room yesterday afternoon. want to share that with you. And then Russ Smith from the Pelicans to talk about his first NBA practices here during the opening week of training camp. Uh, his time at Louisville and what it will mean to him uh, to go back and play an exhibition game in the NBA at his old school this weekend when the Pelicans take on the Miami Heat. Good stuff for you. I don't want to waste any more time. We'll get right to our first time out and return with Jim Henderson next. Let's get the ball rolling for a thrilling time at the Sanderson Farms Championship PGA Golf Tournament, November 3rd through 9th at the Country Club of Jackson. For lots of first-class golf and fan-pleasing fun, join us for the Sanderson Farms Championship. It'll be quite a ride, unless you're chicken. For ticket information, visit www.sandersonfarmschampionship.com. The New Orleans Pelicans are taking flight, and you don't want to miss any of the action. The Pelicans' five-game flex plan presented by Domino's is the opportunity to pick the games right for you. Ticket plans are the only way to guarantee seats to the biggest games, including the matchup against LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Plus, each plan comes with a free Domino's pizza. Five-game packages start as low as $45. Call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to score your five-game plan today. Everything you need to know about the Saints and Pelicans is right here on the Black and Blue Report. Visit with the Voices is a part of our Thursday Black and Blue Report all the time. Thanks to uh, the Voice of the Saints, uh, Jim Henderson, who, by the way, uh, sent me an email this morning, as he always does, uh, regarding a, a certain smoking meat program. We won't overly plug that thing, but today it was uh, smoked pork and beef meatloaf muffins. Um, which was an intriguing way to start my day um, and only made me want the weekend more. Hi, Jim. <laughs> How you doing, Sean? Well, I'm great now that I'm dreaming of smoked meat all weekend. Is that is that a little obscure or strange, I guess, on a Thursday? Yeah, but understanding you know, I can understand why that's probably uppermost in your in your consciousness, despite all your responsibilities around there. Well, the, you know, those those things aside, one must make time for the culinary arts, as I always say. Um <laughs> And we're home this weekend, so I know a lot of folks will be uh, tailgating this weekend. And, uh, and, and I've always wondered, how many times have you said to yourself, if I get my game prep done, I get to the stadium, set my stuff down, should I go outside and, and be amongst the people tailgating? Jim, have you ever been tempted to do that? Never. Never? Not once. Not really? once. In fact, I've very seldom ever been outside the Superdome any time prior to the game, besides just driving my car into the parking lot. Um, no, never. When we one thing that was kind of fun for me before we were actually the broadcast team is uh, when I did the Bum Phillips show, we'd go on the road with the Saints every week, and we'd do a feature from the from the parking lot, the tailgating at various stops around the NFL, and that was fun. But that's the only time I've ever experienced it. I would imagine with the equity that you've built up over these decades now um, as the uh, man of the people and the voice on the radio, you, that's probably earned you at least a couple free brats and maybe a couple cold ones, right? I mean, 
Well, I'll tell you what. When you uh, when you walk through the parking lot in your way to Lambeau Field on an October afternoon before it started snowing up there, and you smell those parats, it's uh, and especially the way the Saints used to get beat up there all the time. It was very tempting just to stay out there. Oh, without a doubt, I, I can only imagine. That was the thing when I did college football, and you'd be in those outdoor stadiums. You could be prepping in the press box and be smelling everything coming from the parking lots. It was it driving crazy. So. Uh, it is, what a weekend it is for for college football too. I mean, it's incredible what's going on in the SEC. What I know, how I'm going to spend all my day and night Saturday. Which games do you like the most? Well, you know, I think they have three games with uh, ranked teams all out of the SEC West. So uh, I mean, they're all going to be fun to watch. But I'll be watching that LSU Auburn game pretty intently Saturday night. And in fact, I've turned down a, a Mexican dinner at a neighbor's house just so I can concentrate and watch that game. You're kind of sick. This is kind of sick to hear that. Yeah, I know. I don't know what's wrong with me. (laughs) It's only been your living for 45 years, you know. Come on. Um, With regard to being at home this weekend, is is home the cure-all for a 1-3 Saints team right now, Jim? I'll tell you what, Sean, it better be. If it's not, I mean, uh, if we thought rock bottom was the loss to the Cowboys last week, that's just a false floor because the absolute rock bottom would be losing to the Bucks in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome on Sunday. Saints have won the last five games in this series, lead the series overall 27-17. But one of the things that's remarkable, one of the things that we'll probably concentrate as a theme for this game, you got two teams with a 1-3 record, and they could hardly come into this game with uh, more vastly different expectations and more vastly different feelings about themselves. I mean, the way the Bucks won in, in Pittsburgh, where they'd never won before last week on a uh, touchdown pass with like seven seconds left in the game, they're going to come in here feeling awfully good about their chances. And meanwhile, the Saints played as miserable a game as I can ever recall given the competition against the Cowboys last Sunday night. And and so, therefore, with the way that things are around the Saints right now and their fan base especially, I thought you had the best question on Wednesday when Drew Brees spoke to the media. The basic gist of it, if I may paraphrase, was basically Aaron Rodgers told the Packer fan base, to relax, spelled it out for him. Um, and you asked for Drew to almost deliver a similar message or uh, something of that ilk on Wednesday. What did you take away from his answer? Um, the leadership of Drew Brees, you knew he'd have the right response. He does for everybody. I mean, I'm just always in awe of the way he conducts his press conferences. He's so smooth and so smart about things like that. And uh, I thought it was a good message, good message for his team, good message for the fans. Now, that only lost, lasts so long. Um, you know, I was, I was thinking I would hardly ever condone this, but I was thinking, you know, what happens if the Saints get off the kind of start against the Bucks in the first half that they did against the Cowboys in Dallas? Would this team hear its first boos from its home team fans? And I hope it never comes to that, but after the way they played in Dallas, I think you're uh, – you're awfully skeptical about how good this team is, and it's time to reestablish their feelings about themselves and the Saints fans' feelings about them. If the roster was different and the pedigree or the history that Drew referred to on Wednesday was any different, would you would you feel okay about this weekend? Or, or because of that, are you confident that this team can make a turn here? I don't know how confident I am, to tell you the truth, because we've all been so disappointed in this team, given our expectations, and those expectations were nationwide and continue to be nationwide. But, I mean, the Saints are a double-digit favorite against a team that's coming off a huge win and it's 1-3 like themselves. 
it has to be because of the dome. I saw in some of the notes I'm reading out of Tampa this morning, they had practiced at Tropicana Field this week just trying to get a feel for the dome atmosphere. And I don't know whether you could ever duplicate what happens in the Superdome, but um, it's just going to be an interesting, I think, vibe in the dome as to how these fans greet and support this team. I hope they give them every reason to, uh, to get back into the game and usually that's by playing well. So hopefully it'll be the same atmosphere as usual with the same result. But it's going to be an interesting uh, Sunday afternoon. We will. We will wait and see on that. Are the Buccaneers as faceless as it appears, Jim? Well, you know, I'm looking at their offense, and um, Mike Glennon is going to be the quarterback without very much doubt. Um, Yeah, I mean, we'll be acquainted with Vincent Jackson. He still remains uh, one of their top threats. They'll be missing Mike Evans, their number one draft choice, that should help the Saints. But uh, you look at their tight ends, and and they're virtually uh, unknown to Saints fans. Uh, Their running back, Doug Martin, has had a couple of good days against the Saints, so he's off to a pretty slow start. Um, After that, you look at their defense, and Mason Foster, their middle linebacker, who had that 85-yard touchdown return of an interception off Drew back in September of last year in Tampa Bay, could uh, be unavailable with a shoulder injury. But the two guys that have come back for them, Gerald McCoy and Michael Johnson, off injuries, are going to be uh, formidable guys to handle up front. Uh, Gerald McCoy is probably one of the best defensive tacklers in the NFL, been to the Pro Bowl the last two years. And they've got a terrific outside linebacker on the weak side in Levante David. This is a, a burgeoning star. Uh, great range, great run stuffing ability. And you look at their corners, Alter and Werner is a, a guy that came over from the Titans, had five interceptions last year. So he'll be someone to watch but I guess to get back to your to your uh, question um, yeah this is a team that, that is rebuilding with a lot of new guys you look at their offensive line especially I mean they're almost all new um, but Logan Mankins has been a, made a big difference up there a left guard coming over from the Patriots and you can see how much his loss to the Patriots has met to them and Tom Brady if you watch that game the other night Jim if I could give you a magic wand and, and you know I would if I could um, what would you wave over from Sunday's game at Dallas and hope for change? At the This is the top of the list now. Hope for change with the Saints going into this weekend. One particular area of the team? Yeah, something that really – I mean, there were a lot of things to let you down, but what would you want to fix most? I'd say probably the defensive line. Uh, the way they got gashed by DeMarco Murray – and the way that enabled Romo to uh, rely on play action and slow down, which has been an ineffectual rush by the Saints anyway, has put an awful lot of pressure on a secondary that's still coming together. So I think I'd have to say the defensive line. I think the defensive line is the team, in the area of the team that most needs to turn around uh, for it to be successful. Good stuff. Looking forward to the weekend. Looking forward to your call as always. And uh, after that, you'll enjoy a bye week, so we won't have you next Thursday. So, again, I appreciate right. it. We'll talk to you in two weeks, Jim. All right, Sean. Safe travels, my friend. Thank you. Voice of the Saints, Jim Henderson with us here on the Black and Blue Report. We'll go inside the locker room and talk to one of the vets, Zach Streif, here next on the Black and Blue Report. is all across Louisiana with cash jackpots starting at $250,000. That's a whole lot of cash. From the neon lights of Shreveport, Bossier City to the banks of Grand Isle, Lotto is your game. It doesn't leave the state and there's nothing like it anywhere else. 
It's Louisiana fun just for Louisiana. Lotto, it's a whole lot of cash. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Smoothie King asks, what's your purpose? My name is Trish, and I want more balance in my life. I feel like all I do is rush from one place to the next and end up grabbing a burger along the way. And then I feel guilty, and I start thinking, I need to spend an hour on the elliptical, but I don't have time. I want to eat better. I want to feel better. That's my purpose. We can blend that. Find your balance with the new Greek yogurt smoothies naturally powered by Chobani. Find pleasure in your purpose at Smoothie King. What's up, Black and Gold fans? This is Anthony Mackie, Seven Wall Soldier, Drew Brees' disciple. You are listening to the Black and Blue Report. Back at it on Black and Blue Report and back at it again with Zach Street. Been a week or two since I talked to you. Um, help me take the temperature of things here midweek. Um, I think there, you know, look, guys are working. I mean, there's, there's clearly a, a there, there's been an increase in, in what I would call urgency every week. Um, guys trying to do the right things and, and really focus in on uh, detailing, you know, everything that you can and, and trying to make the right decisions, you know, in everything that we're doing and try to find that, you know, that, that extra, those extra things that we haven't done yet. Did it seem overwhelming at all early in the week? No. Uh, no, I've been through it. Mm-hmm. I've been through worse, actually. So, no, I wouldn't say that, there's a, that, that I feel overwhelmed by it or that guys generally feel overwhelmed by it. Um, but, look, it, it doesn't change the fact that, that there's obviously some things that need to be fixed and, and we need to have a sense of urgency in, in getting them fixed. What became clear, I guess, in those things that need to be fixed? Did you find clarity, I guess? Yeah. <laughs> you know, the problem is, is it's not, you know, it's not a, a single thing. Mm-hmm. It's, and, it's, and, no, I wouldn't say that it's clear. I think if, if, if problems in football were clear, then it would be easy to, for everyone to fix it and everybody would win their – last eight games of the year you know it's like you know what's wrong we've done a lot of things wrong and there's lots of stuff to improve and uh right now what we can affect and what we can what we can do is you know we can practice more focus be you know more attention to detail um you know more work uh because it's all we can control right now it's it's there's really nothing else that we can do other than you know try to amp up in, in every aspect and be more focused and more into it and 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 try to find those you know, those those things that we need to do to win. Zach, is there is there any feeling at all that you all have been backed into a corner or gone from hunted to hunter? Does that does a one and three start do anything like that for this team? No. I, I mean, I, from a, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Fair. you know, look again, the, a lot of a lot of questions, and this is you know from a fan's perspective come in this kind of big picture and and the overall deal and what's your overall record and what does that mean and all those things and and yet as a player you just there's just no there's no way for us to affect that this week we can't fix one and three we can't become three and one we can't you know what I mean all we can do is win the next game and so the focus is never and it just because it can't be on what has happened in the past we we have to find a way this week to win a game. All right. So with that, let's talk about Tampa Bay and what the Buccaneers are like as you see them in your preparation for them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, pretty familiar. It's actually not all that different um, from what we saw against Dallas in terms of their structure. Overswim team um, got some really good, talented front guys. Um, you know, I, I think Gerald McCoy. I have the utmost respect for um, as a player, as a as a guy. Just 
kind of kind of one of those guys in the NFL that you're like, I wish you know, if everyone was like that guy, we would be a lot of good players and good people in the league. Ton of respect for him. Um, you know, Michael Johnson, who came down here from Cincinnati, is a really explosive guy. I know he's been dealing with an ankle injury, and as that improves, so has he. You know, had a big week last week. Um, and, you know, Levante David has been an outstanding player for them. So they got some talent. I mean, a lot of talent. Um, so it's a challenge, you know, and, and what you can't do, you know, they're in a similar situation in that, you know, what has happened the four weeks prior is irrelevant. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're not playing a one and three team. We're playing an O no team and a team with a lot of talent and, and guys that can make plays and, and we got to be ready for them. Um, you know, it's a defense that, that, that kind of came on at the end of last week and, and look, we know what momentum can do for a team and, and that's what we expect a, a good game out of them. Thanks. All right. Yeah, you had mentioned you've been through this before, you've been through worse circumstances. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're one of the leaders, most respected guys in the locker room. Do, do you kind of monitor some of the other guys to see, make sure the ones that maybe haven't been through this type of adversity yet? Yeah. You want to make sure, look, there's a, there's a lot of questions coming in the locker room right now. And, and even if you're a young guy and you're not the one answering the question, you're hearing the question and you're hearing the answers, and the questions right now are what's wrong, right? I mean, that's the only question that really we're getting asked is what's wrong. And uh, you have to be careful as a player to not lose your confidence in, and start searching uh, relentlessly for something that ultimately isn't going to make a difference. You know, there's things that we can control, and we talk about it all the time, and it sounds redundant and repetitive, and yet you show me someone that has a better way to do it. The only thing that you can do as a player is come in here and work your butt off. And you got to have confidence in yourself. you got to know that we have the guys to do it and we have the ability to do it. We just have to do it. And the only way to get to that point is to work your butt off. So turn over every rock. Find extra time to do everything. Get your bodies in as, as good a condition as they can be. Work as hard as you can. Be as focused as you can on the plan. And, and, you, and you rely on that. You rely on that preparation to have confidence going into a game. And I think the only thing a young guy can get caught in is listening to what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong, and then asking that question internally constantly. Um, doesn't mean that you don't look in the mirror and be honest with yourself and say, here's what I need to improve. But, you, you know, you can't let that doubt creep in. You have to play confident. And, and I think that's kind of the message that we've been trying to push with young guys that haven't been a part of it. Again, that interview done yesterday in the Saints uh, practice locker room following the uh, first uh practice of the week in preparation for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, I wanted to leave that last piece in there. So the interview I had with Zach then kind of spilled into a media session for everyone else covering the Saints. And so I wanted to leave that last little bit in there and not cut Zach off, or at least that thought that he had at the end of the interview. Back to the practice field today for the Saints. Uh, I think I'm ready to put kind of Dallas behind us and uh, just zero in on what has to happen this weekend, obviously for the Saints at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Meanwhile, in Louisville, Kentucky this weekend, the Pelicans will begin preseason games. It's the first of seven, and it's the first of three on this road trip. And it's a big, big night for Russ Smith, one of the most beloved Louisville Cardinals, who goes right back to where he played his college ball, what, just months after leaving that campus. So an excited Russ Smith is our guest on the Black and Blue Report after this next time out. Game on with NFL Ticket Exchange, the only official ticket exchange of the NFL, where 100% of tickets are verified by Ticketmaster. Buy and sell the NFL-approved way. Visit NFLTicketExchange.com. Together, we make football. 
fans cheer on your Pelicans as they play their final preseason game against the Dallas Mavericks at the CenturyLink Center in Bossier City on Thursday, October 23rd. Prices start at just $9 from www.ticketmaster.com. While in town, enjoy the opening weekend of the State Fair of Louisiana, our numerous casinos, including the world-famous Horseshoe Casino, and Hotel. Check out hotel packages for the game and other things to do at shreveport bosierorg or call 888-45-VISIT. Gatorade knows every victory starts from within. It's the determination to come up big when it matters most. But no athlete does it alone. They need training and fuel to perform. That's how greatness comes from within. Win from within. This is Russ Smith, and you're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report here on this Thursday. A chance to sit down with Russ Smith here after practice with the Pelicans uh, still in training camp and getting set for their first road trip this weekend, a road trip that will take us to Louisville, Kentucky. More on that in a moment. But first, young man, how's, how have your first uh, NBA practices, official practices, gone so far? It's been going okay. Uh, I'm just trying to take my time and learn as much as I can. But other than that, I'm um, having a great time trying to sync with these guys. Is it is it physically or mentally more challenging than perhaps you thought? <laughs> it's just a little bit more mentally challenging. Um, and, I mean, physically, uh, it, it seems troublesome for me, but uh, mentally it's kind of where I'm trying to catch up. Guys that I've talked to that have known you longer than I've known you um, describe you as not only tough but coachable as well. Um, those are probably good rookie characteristics, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I just uh, I know I'm gonna have some trouble, but as long as I just deal with the coaching and just try to get better every day, um, I'll I'll be I'll be fine. I, I know I have some problems as far as certain things that I'm inefficient at, so I'm just willing to learn to get better. How do you learn best? Whether it's academically or physically? Learn best by watching and by by experience. If I if I play. I'll, I'll get better, a lot better by actually playing and uh, actually being on the court, going through stuff. And uh, I think watching watching film as well, I get to see my mistakes and I get to kind of correct them through that. I'm glad you brought up film. Some guys do really well with it. Others struggle with it a little bit. Um, where did you learn how to, I guess, use film to your advantage? Uh, when I got to Louisville, when Coach uh, Patino kind of kind of installed that in me and watching my friend Peyton go through a bunch of uh, film that, that kind of um, provoked me to do the same thing as well. Are Coach Patino and Coach Williams in any way alike at all? Uh, they're, they're very, they're, they're perfectionists. They, you know, they want things to be ran at a certain way and ran accurately. But as far as uh, just the way they act, Coach P is more more loud and just um, definitely, def- um, you know, he yells a lot more. And Coach Monty, he's he's more direct, but um, he's a smooth spo- smooth spoken coach. But he gets his point across very well. They tell me that you're one of the most beloved players ever at the University of Louisville. That's a long storied program. How does that how does that hit you when you hear something like that? Uh, when you win, when you win, some um, that sometimes puts you on a level. Um, that a lot of other people can't reach, and I had a great opportunity to be able to come come back for my senior year, and we had a successful uh, final. I had a successful final season as well as the team. And junior year, we obviously won championships. Same with my sophomore year, we went to the Final Four. So just having a kind of historic uh, run at Louisville kind of made me pretty memorable. You told me the other day how proud you were to be a New York kid. 
Um, I know Coach Patino loves New York kids, obvious reasons. Um, tell me the story, though. How, how do you end up in, at Louisville, Kentucky, and the Cardinals? Uh, well, I, um, coming out of my senior year of high school, I didn't really have many, many offers or schools. I thought just maybe Iona, that was about it. And um, over the summer, I played with uh, Juice All-Stars, and they gave me the ball and opportunity to kind of show my stuff. And when it came time for to play against some top prospects, I, I dominated the competition. And when I went to prep school, uh, Louisville was there, and they were recruiting one of my teammates and recruiting both of them, and I happened to be the best player, kind of one of the best players in the gym. And... They asked me to go on a visit. I thought I was going to go with one of my one of my friends, and I actually went by myself. And um, we're all eating dinner one day, and I asked, I, I actually told Coach P that I, I want to come here, and he he said, "Well, we didn't offer you yet." <laughs> and I, I kind of said, "You know, well, why? <laughs> like, what is this then? Like, why am I? You know, at, at, in Louisville?" And um, next thing you know, about a day or two later, on my way to the airport, Coach Massiello. So a great friend of my dad. Coach Pino was a great friend of my dad. Ralph Willard was there at the time. He was a great friend of um, Jack Curran, my high school coach, and Malloy, and good friends with my dad. And they came to me at the airport and told me, congratulations, coach offered you. And um, I told him I was going to go there. So a little bit of a surprise almost. Yeah, uh, really a surprise that they, that they had offered. But uh, I had uh, also Baylor and uh, – I was deciding between Baylor, Houston, and LaSalle at the time, and uh, Louisville came. But I, but no disrespect to like any other schools at the time. I just wanted to to play, you know, for the for the best coach and the best program, and the best competition, which was the the Big East, Coach Patino, and the University of Louisville. And then you got hurt, didn't you? I mean, then it got <laughs> kind of interesting with the injury and everything else. Yeah, I, I tore my I had torn my meniscus in the um in the Derby Classic. Um, in that All-Star game in like the first quarter or the first half and I didn't know I had torn it um, so for like a month after that game my knee was just swollen I was just icing it I didn't go to the hospital or anything I got to the university for a physical and that's what they found and I had to sit out for like four or five months I came back in August and that was around time we got a chance to go home I played in some street ball uh, tournaments played outside and when I did my knee got swollen and um, I had to, when I came back to school, I had to miss two more weeks because I had joint inflammation. So sitting out of that, um, I, I sat out for two weeks. I came back, played for a week, then I broke my foot. This is all on the same leg, and I, I missed till the mid-December. Came back, and I was really never the same after that. Um, and it, it took me about uh, a year to kind of um, catch up. Well, you, you just left there, but yet we're going back this weekend. Um, what will this be like for you? Have you have you given it much thought that that fate, chance, whatever, luck that you get drafted by one team, traded to another, and oh by the way, that team's going to go play at Louisville in the preseason? It's really insane because I'm playing NBA 2K, and my my player team, my my player actually got drafted to the Suns and then traded to here. So my my player on 2K is here, and when I and when I found out New Orleans was coming to play. At Louisville, um, my, all my boys, we were talking about, you know, LeBron is coming to see a lot of LeBron fans. And next thing you know, I get I get drafted by Philly and get traded here. 
and I get a chance to kind of go back to Louisville as an NBA player. So I think that's pretty special, and it's special for the fans. If I play or don't play, I, I think it's still special. All right, so I need some inf inside information. We're going to get there on Friday. That gives me Friday night. Um, where, where do I need to go? What are the good spots there in Louisville that I better not pass up before we leave town? <laughs> Definitely uh, Valerie's great restaurant on uh, Frankfurt. Um, I, I know the guy that uh, runs that. It's, he's, he's, that's great, great food, delicious. And um, obviously Jeff Ruby's. Jeff Ruby's tremendous. And uh, Havana Rumba. Havana Rumba is very underrated. It's, it's really good. I know both three of those guys and really well. And it's, it's great. Uh, those are my top three. I'll take them. Uh, how old are you, by the way? Me, I'm 23 years old. You're 23 and you already have a guy. I love that. I love that. <laughs> See, that's what old people, you know, they say, oh, if you go there, hey, man, I got a guy. That's, oh, yeah, that, yeah. That, that knows you've, you've been around the block a little bit. Yeah, you know, you got to be personable and yeah. over some, you know, meet some new people. And, I mean, these, these and these were friends of friends, uh, friends of great friends, you know. And, um, and once you're a great friend to somebody, you're almost family. And we're all basically family. I hope you enjoy this experience this weekend. I'm looking forward to seeing you there and all the people cheering for you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yep. That's Russ Smith, of course, with us here on the Black and Blue Report. And, uh, boy, can't wait. Saturday night at Louisville. Coverage, of course, on the Pelicans Radio Network. Back in a moment. Let's get the ball rolling for a thrilling time at the Sanderson Farms Championship PGA Golf Tournament, November 3rd through 9th at the Country Club of Jackson. For lots of first-class golf and fan-pleasing fun, join us for the Sanderson Farms Championship. It'll be quite a ride, unless you're chicken. For ticket information, visit www.sandersonfarmschampionship.com. Stay up to date on the latest breaking New Orleans Saints news by downloading the team's official app presented by Verizon. Check out the 2014 schedule, league standings, and statistics. Plus, have access to watch live press conferences with Coach John Payton and players while reliving your favorite Saints moments. The Saints app makes the perfect game day companion with a detailed map of the Mercedes-Benz Superdome highlighting the facility's amenities. The free New Orleans Saints app presented by Verizon is available to download on iTunes and Google Play. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Sean Kelly. About to wrap things up here on this Thursday. A couple of uh, programming notes regarding the Pelicans and the over-the-air content uh, coming up for you starting tonight. Uh, tonight is the first Monty Williams radio show of the year. It's our most extensive visit with Coach in any given week. And that first program is yours at 8 o'clock tonight on WWL-FM. That's 105.3 FM, 8 Central Time for that 30-minute kind of basketball radio magazine type show. But the bulk of it is a one-on-one -on -one visit with head coach Monty Williams. And, of course, we'll, uh, we'll start the conversation about the Pelicans and where things stand here in the opening week of training camp. Um, and I'm looking forward to that visit that we'll uh, have with coach tonight at 8 o'clock. Uh, if, you, if you miss it tonight, uh, that interview in its entirety will be run in two different segments on tomorrow's Black and Blue Report. We want to make sure that you uh, – get to hear what coach has to say and then on saturday night it is a seven o'clock tip off at the yum center i know the yum center it's the it's named after yum foods who owns like taco bell kentucky fried chicken and all that stuff um, they're based in louisville so the yum center is the side of the ball game on saturday night there is radio coverage of the game i'll have the play-by-play -play for you uh against the miami heat and you can find that a couple of different ways of course the pelicans radio network uh certainly 
provides plenty of coverage across the Gulf South, specifically in New Orleans. You're going to hear that game on 1350, 3 WL AM. And in some areas of the metro, you'll catch it on 100.3 FM. That's the ESPN radio affiliate out of uh, the La Rose area, I'm pretty sure. But uh, between all those things, you should be able to get uh, coverage of Saturday night's game. And uh, worst case scenario, if you live within, I want to say it's 70 miles of the Smoothie King Center, you can get the radio broadcast uh, through your Pelicans app on your mobile device. So if you're in the metro area or in that 70-mile radius and you're having trouble getting it on the traditional over-the-air uh, radio station of your uh, selection or whatever, uh, you can get it digitally through that app. And uh, hopefully, knock on wood, first broadcast of the year off, everything will go well um, on Saturday night. I don't mean to be a downer, Daniel. It's just the first one. You know, it's the first one. Uh, tomorrow on the program, as we mentioned, Monty Williams will be with us. We'll also... Uh, talk to Christina Pink from the NFL on Fox. She's working that game this weekend. I want to say that's a part of the Dick Stockton crew that will have the game at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome on Sunday. Daniel will visit with Christina uh, later today. We'll share that with you tomorrow. Um, and then who else do we have? A little Saints locker room to wrap up the week? Sure. There we go. That'll be the Friday edition of the Black and Blue Report. Hope that you'll join us. Thanks again for listening today. And we bid you adieu from Studio B on this Thursday. For Daniel, I'm Sean. So long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.